0: What's going on, guys? My name is Carson Collier, and this is the Commissioner Corner Podcast. Uh, It's the first episode, hopefully first of many. Um, And, you know, before we get started, I should probably, you know, give myself a little introduction. A lot of you guys don't know me. I'm 22 years old. I'm in love with the NFL. I love fantasy football, and I have about a month and a half until my real job starts. So I figured I might as well fire off some takes into the mic you know, instead of bothering all my friends, in my group chats. Um, I also have a blog It is called or you can find it at www.commissioner-corner.com. Uh, could have just been Commissioner Corner, but we misspelled a word in there on the first domain attempt. So we're stuck with the dash. It's not sexy, but uh, we're stuck with it for here on out. So if you guys want to check that out, do a lot of work, uh, make write a lot of articles a lot of fun visuals, lots of graphs and stuff like that, if you're know, if you into that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, that's not really what this is about, but we're going to go ahead and get in the show. We're going to keep it short and simple today. I figured I'd go over, you know, this 2023 running back, free agent, rookie class, um, different places, ideal spots where I would like to see guys. And then at the end, I think I'm going to throw a quick Brock Purdy take because there's a lot of discourse about him as a player. Going on right now as the Niners make this, you know, somewhat magical NFC championship run. So um, we'll get into that. And real quick, one last thing before we start. Um, Time of recording this, I don't know where I'm going to be posting this. Um, I haven't. I've planned a decent amount of it. I got to see what what works, what doesn't. So I'm thinking about putting it on YouTube. I'm going to try to get onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, something like that um wherever you do find me even tiktok too i'm gonna cut some clips up i think and put them on there as well wherever you do find me though please be sure to subscribe like follow do whatever tell your friends um this you know clearly isn't going to be paying the bills right away but hopefully one day it will so uh anything you guys can do to help would be greatly appreciated so thank you and let's go ahead and get going Okay, so we're going to call this the 2023 running back carousel. Everybody always does the quarterback carousels. We This is going to be mainly a fantasy football podcast. We care about the running backs here. So, what we're going to do is this, this is a much esteemed class, lots of guys, contracts are expiring. We're going to go through each guy, guys that are staying, guys that are going to get cut, in my opinion, and then guys that I think could be on the move. And then at the end, we'll go through all the draft guys. Little harder to predict. It's at the end. Those are kind of the last dominoes to fall. But let's go ahead and start off with the people that I do think will be staying. Um, starting off with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was a top three fantasy running back this year. I think he's going to stay in Las Vegas. Raiders, sneaky, have a lot more cap than you'd think. They have almost 20 million right now. They're talking about getting rid of Derek Carr, too. So in that case, it's going to be a, a lot more. It's only going to be I mean, $5 million in dead money if he gets snipped. So I think he, J, Josh Jacobs took a massive step this year, really showed the kind of player they were thinking he could be, or at least Mike Mayock and John Druden thought he could be when they took him in the first round. Um, it's going to be him and Devontae Adams. Those are the selling points, The really the only selling points when you come talk about weapons on that team. Him, I mean, Waller's, 30 and kind of missed a lot of the season Renfro missed a lot this year too but mainly jacobs and adams if you're trying to go get a tom brady or an aaron Rodgers, those are gonna be the guys that you sell them on um next up i think saquon barkley's also staying in new york so far this isn't as exciting but i think it'll get a little better um i think daniel jones is gonna be back he didn't he wasn't a world beater on saturday night but it, it wasn't the main reason they lost, I mean, is just a great talent disparity between the two teams. Um, either way, Saquon's still the only weapon on the Giants right now. I mean, they have lots of holes they need to fill at wide receiver. And bringing back a guy like Saquon, you give yourself time. You buy yourself time to be able to groom those guys in. And also the, the notion that he doesn't have or really running backs don't have an effect on running backs don't have a direct title winning is just kind of false you know, in the wins this year with the Giants, Saquon had almost nine hundred and fifty yards, over hundred yards a game, almost five yards a carry, while meanwhile in the losses it was closer to three and a half yards a carry, fifty yards a game. So when he's on, this team is much better. Like it's the playoff team is the team that goes in and beats the Vikings in Minnesota. It's games like that. If they're gonna, you know, give the line the interior offensive line time to build give these young wide receivers, they're probably going to bring in time to grow, give Daniel Jones time to grow. They're going to need Saquon Barker. Um Then next, David Montgomery, I think every, everything coming out of Bears camp, they want to keep him. Uh, there's reports that Pauls wants to keep him. Something about a give and take. I mean, I'm sure they're going to come to an agreement. I don't see a lot of other places they're going to be willing to bring or break the bank on him. Um, I think that if you know, the Bears have like the most cap safes in the NFL right now, they have plenty of leeway to bring him back while also improving the offensive line for fields, plus going and get receivers. Um, and then finally, finally Jamal Williams, uh, Swag Kazakaze, leader of the Hidden Village of the Den. Um, I, I think I don't see a world where he leaves Detroit. He's the heart and soul of that team. It, it can be very frustrating. For fantasy, I'm a guy that drafted DeAndre Swift very high this year. Watching him punch in touchdowns at the one-yard line is just every week. It's just over and over. It's just, it's like the guy that pushes the rock up the hill just to see it fall all the way back down again. So I he's, the, he's a captain. He's the heart and soul of that team. You watch Hard Knocks. He's leading those guys. I think he's going to be back. I mean, he just, he's also just a good fit with Swift. It's like, as much as it sucks, it's like S- Swift's not always the toughest runner. Like, Jamal Williams is going to get dirty. He's going to get in the trenches. He's going to power through stuff and score touchdowns for that team. So, I, I think there's no way that he leaves. Moving on, I think really there's only two guys right now that I think not guaranteed cuts, but I would put it on the greater than 50 Teetering on into like the somewhere in the 50 to 25% range. Um, the first one being Ezekiel Elliott. I, the last play that game on Sunday, number one, was just God, it was so embarrassing. But, um, I think just overall, when you look at this class of running backs, the Cowboys are going to be that big domino that kind of sets everything off. Um, they have him, they have Pollard, we'll get to him later, but if you look at just it's just simple math if you look at the cowboys cap hits next year Dak's making almost fifty million Demarcus Lawrence 26 million Zach Martin nineteen point nine Tyron Smith 17 Michael Gallup, 13 like Zeke's on the books for 16 and a half if they cut him they save about five million the dead caps only million. so they're they're basically saving five million dollars I there was reports reporters before the season saying that they think that this could be Zeke's last year or this past season was Zeke's last year. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't know with all that, those big numbers, how you're going to be able to keep them. If they do cut them, one team that I think could be very interesting to bring him in would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at the team and you look at the way etn runs i mean etn was making jokes to reporters before the season about how he was excited that james robinson was going to be getting all the inside zones it's similar to the swift um and jamal williams thing where you have one very explosive runner who can get outside make people miss and then you have another guy near the goal line who's going to be able to do the grunt work punch stuff in i could see a lions 2.0 sort of role between Zeke Elliott and ETN. Um, Doug Peterson also hasn't historically been a guy that's just like, Hey, I have one running back. Let's go to work. So I think that that would be a really good fit to put Zeke Elliott on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And another guy that, I mean, you almost have to cut him is, is Leonard Ford. I mean, he was, he was just downright right off this year. It, he it was three and a half yards to carry. He had one 20-plus yard run for somebody with as many touches as he had. I, We all are assuming Brady's probably not going to be in Tampa. The main reason that Leonard Fournette got as many carries as he did and was able to hold off Rashad White for as long and for as much as he did was because he was Tom Brady's guy. Tom Brady wanted him on the team a couple years ago. He loves playoff Lenny. Everybody loves playoff Lenny, but – simply the fact is he just wasn't that good this year the explosiveness just wasn't really there if it wasn't for his how many targets 80 something targets he's just not a fancy relevant player so i think i don't see a specific spot for him i if i was a gm i probably wouldn't want him necessarily on my team i feel like there's better options but i think one place that could work out would be denver um they have Javante Williams coming off the torn ACL. Can He can spell some work until he's 100% and then be sort of work in that pass catching role with Russell Wilson and that team. Um, Now we're going to get into the guys that I think are moving. So this is the fun part. This is the 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 NBA kind of thing where people are moving around. Um, So we'll start with Tony Pollard. Unfortunately, yesterday broke his leg. We're all. Praying for him to recover. Very speedy, very quick. We, he's an exciting player. We all want to see him out there. Um, we talked about the guys that the Cowboys are already paying. They have a lot of people coming up the pipe as well that are going to need to get paid. They got Micah Parsons. He's going to be getting $20 million a year plus. He, that's the market for the edge rushers. That's what he's going to get. C.D. Lamb. Wide receiver markets climbing up there. He's probably going to be a $20 million player a year as well. Trayvon Diggs, another guy. Say what you want about him. The guy is a turnover machine, and there are going to be people that are going to want that, and I'm sure the Cowboys are going to want to keep him as well. So if you're looking at the Cowboys and them learning their lesson from paying Zeke Elliott all that money, I don't see a world where Pollard is coming back, especially, unfortunately, off the broken leg. One spot I could see him coming back or going to, excuse me, is the Carolina Panthers. They traded Christian McCaffrey away to the Niners this year. They don't have a crazy amount of space this year, but as we've seen before, the cap can be finagled any sort of way. They have a lot of space in 2024 and going forward after that. The Panthers are looking for weapons. Right now, all they have is DJ Moore. You can bring in a guy who. Has pass catching ability, not to the extent of McCaffrey. You bring in another young quarterback, bring back Darnold. Even you're giving them guys like safety valves. I think Pollard to the Panthers would be a good spot for him. The next guy was probably the toughest to put somewhere. It was Miles Sanders. I Philly's another team that has big contracts coming up, and like you know, Jalen Hurts is going to get. Huge deal. Devontae Smith, huge deal. Then you got guys like A.J. Brown, Jordan Milata Hassan Reddick. Those deals are going to be kicking in. The bigger money is going to be coming in down the road next couple of years, 2024, 2025. So I chose Atlanta. I think they're a very run-oriented team with Arthur Smith. They don't have much invested in the position. I mean, as much as we all love Algier, he was a fifth rounder. And he's, you know, he's more of a bruiser. Sanders can, you know, provide a different style of play. Cordero Patterson's, I think he's like 32 now. So if if we're looking at Atlanta having a player like that, the style they play, I think Sanders could be a good fit. Other than that, I think if we're gonna go rapid fire through a couple of these, I think Deontay Foreman's back in Tennessee. Derrick Henry's gonna be twenty-nine this year. He's had three hundred carries in like each of the last four seasons or something to that extent. And he would have surpassed that, not this year, but last year, if it wasn't for him breaking his foot. Um, I think for would be a nice insurance policy for them to have there. I think Devin Singletary, one spot for him would be Miami. Um, he's just a nice player. Those Shanahan guys, McDaniel, all of them, they kind of burn through running backs like you wouldn't believe. So they also don't have anybody on the roster right now. Singletary, staying in the division, feel like that could be a decent fit for him. Um, I think Rashad Penny, He, I just had him going back to Seattle. I mean, there's no real way to project a guy like Penny who's been injured throughout his career for the most part. He's had like a six-game stretch at the end of last year that won people leagues. But other than that, it's very hard to project and hard to imagine anybody, any other teams investing a decent amount of money into a player like that. So I just had him going back to Seattle. And then I think this is one of my favorite spots. It's not really a big splashing move, but I think a guy like Alexander Madison in Arizona would be a very good fit. And here's why Madison, when you watch the Vikings and Dalvin's out there Dalvin's the number one but Dalvin comes off the field Madison comes in it's a very similar vibe like it's like they play a similar style and I think that if you get him out of Dalvin Cook's shadows I think Alexander Madison in a more of a 50-50 split with James Conner, who's getting up there in age who is going to be you know contract expiring soon I think he could play a huge role in offense like that I think he can catch the ball I mean he's He's kind of similar to Pollard and like those games where Dalvin Cook is out. Madison's a must-start. Madison wins people weeks. So I think you get a guy like Alexander Madison somewhere else, anywhere else, really. I, I think that would be really exciting. And then finally, let, let's just get into the rookies. I think if you've been, you know, following along, if you're still here, hopefully, you've been following along. So far, Dallas Cowboys have cut Zeke Elliott and they let Tony Pollard walk. There is somebody that plays in Austin, Texas, right down the street. I don't don't know the geography of Texas. I don't know if it's right down the street. But in the same state named Bijan Robinson, who would just be dynamite in this Cowboys offense. You look at what they want to do. Look at all the money that's going to be spent in the future. You can reset the cap at that position while possibly just straight-up upgrading one guy for two. I think they're going to be in a position to make a move on him on draft day. You look back 2020, 2021, excuse me. Najee and Etienne both fell in the 20s. Running backs aren't I don't think he's going to get picked for any further than the top 15. Like I don't think it's going to be any earlier than that. So I think they're going to be in a big spot to get him. Jerry's not afraid to take running backs in the first round and he as he has proven time and time again. He wants skill guys. He wants guys that are going to sell jerseys, sell tickets. So I think Bijan gets another weapon for Dak. I think that would be a great fit. Another NFC East team that let their RB1 walk is the Eagles. And a lot of people are saying that Jameer Gibbs is on the same level as Bijan. I I'm that's not my job. I'm gonna let guys like Daniel Jeremiah, those like the draft heads, I'll let them decide that. But I think that he would be a great fit in Philly. I think there's a chance he sneaks in the first round. They have, they might end up with the last pick in the first round. So that's a guy where you can see them laying Sanders walk, bringing in Jameer Gibbs. He's a different style of runner than Hurts. He's quicker. He provides all that explosiveness. I think they would pair together nicely. Again, you reset the cap at the position. That way you can pay guys like Jalen Hurts. You can pay Devontae Smith. You can pay all those other guys that they have on the roster. Um. Going off that, these next two guys, I mean, there's once you get past Bijan and Jameer Gibbs, there's a lot of debate on who's the next in that next tier. Um, Just a couple of guys that I think would be interesting and would be fun. Zach Charbonnet from UCLA or Charbonnet. I'll look it up and I'll figure out how to pronounce it. Um, He's kind of a bigger, bruising guy, and another guy that's staying in the area. I think he would fit very well with the Chargers. You, part of the you watch the game, in the Wild Card round, they blow the lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they just weren't running the ball. They were th- they were throwing and throwing throwing. Part of it's just because Eckler doesn't take on those heavy loads. He hasn't had a twenty carry game his entire career. Like you can look at what I did. The most carries he had this year was nineteen. Other than that, he doesn't get over twenty carries. So if you need a guy who can put the game away, kind of have a similar pairing to like an Aaron Jones and an A.J. Dillon sort of thing. You can put him in fourth quarter, give him three straight carries, let him carry you to a victory, let him chew that clock. I think that he would be a really good fit. And then finally, I think Sean Sean Tucker from Syracuse. Ramondre Stevenson's a free agent two years, so that's just it belichick probably has a reminder on his phone that's going to pop up on uh day two that tells him oh yeah it's time to take another running back um northeastern guy it's very fast he's not going to be the pass catcher of stevenson but we've seen it work with damian harris where you can have a little bit of both he can kind of just spell stevenson for a couple downs and then eventually take over so i think that's a guy that would, again, kind of fit styles. Like people say about boxing, like styles make fights. These guys aren't fighting, but like, it's a good mesh. It's a good pairing in the backfield, kind of stuff that like teams like the Packers, like the Lions have been doing, kind of mixing people with different skill sets. So I think Tucker to New England would be a good one. Um, Other than that, that's all the guys we have for this carousel. Um, I'm sure there's going to be wild stuff that happens in the next couple of months. So maybe we'll have to revisit this, maybe not after the Super Bowl, but a couple of weeks in. Um, I think we can, hit, we can hopefully hit a, or a quarterback carousel at some point. I'm a Ravens fan. Hopefully Lamar Jackson's not part of that. So, yeah, let's get into some Purdy stuff. All right, so before we finish up the inaugural episode of this podcast, I want to hit on some Brock Purdy stuff because you go on Twitter, you look at all the talk shows, the first takes and stuff like that. Everybody's talking about, is is he good? Is he just a product of Shanahan? Is it all the weapons and stuff like that? You look at it, the 49ers are undefeated since he took over. Since the Miami game, he has a touchdown-interception ratio of 16 to 3. He's completed about 67% of his throws. Postseason, it's down to 63. I I personally think it's a little disingenuous to not give him any sort of credit and say that it's all the weapons. We watched Jimmy G with this team, and it looked like a struggle to move the ball a little bit. You look at it, I mean, going in this or this season before Jimmy got hurt, his touchdown interception ratio you know, was 16 to 4. But then you look at it and there's games like Denver where you're struggling to score 11 points, you're stepping out of the back of the end zone, stuff like that. When I watch Jimmy and I watch Brock, I see guys with similar arm talents. I see one that's 10 years younger. I see one that moves around a lot more. And so far, you know, knock on wood, you know, he doesn't have the same injury history. And going back to the Trey Lance draft. Shanahan said, he said, I want somebody that is, you are, he said, quote, you want to find Drew Brees who can move like Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying Purdy's Brees or Lamar, obviously. But the thing he does, and it's the core concept of that statement, is he does everything that Kyle Shanahan asks him to do hit the open guy. Kyle Shanahan's a top two offensive mind in the league, him and Andy Reid. He's going to scheme guys open. So all you have to do is hit those open guys. Jimmy struggles to hit those open guys a lot of the time. There's wheel routes to use check where he will miss those. He will miss open guys. And then if there aren't open guys, Purdy can move around. Purdy can extend plays. That's the the Lamar Jackson aspect of what he was saying. Again, nowhere close to that athlete, but you watch the Seattle game. The best play in that game that Purdy made was an incomplete pass. He rolls out left. He comes all the way back across the field to the right, hits Ayuk in the hands in the back of the end zone on the run. And, you know, I don't know. You look at it, and they the reason Jimmy G is back on the team this year is because they didn't believe that Trey Lance could be that. If they thought that Trey Lance had a chance to I mean, even be Brock Purdy. Like, what do what Brock Purdy's doing. Jimmy's just not on the team. And I think if we – I think at this point we've seen enough now where Brock Purdy, You, there's no way it can – he is the starter in 2023. I think that he is the guy. And then you look at Lance, I mean, I don't know where he'll be in two years. I think that there's – he has tools. He, he played a little slow the first couple games. I mean, you kind of got to give him a break. He barely played in college because of the COVID stuff. He played one game a senior year. So, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that Shanahan, who was down to Trey Lance and Mac Jones, who, accurate pocket guy, does exactly what you want him to do. I, I just hi, find it hard to believe that he's going to pick Lance over him. So, in that case, I guess you move him. You trade. I'm sure a team like Tennessee is going to want him. A team like Carolina is going to want. Him. Like there's four, probably four guys in this draft class, quarterback wise. Somebody's going to get left out, and if they get left out on those guys and Rodgers and all of them, I think that they could be interested in that. But again, the these Super Bowl windows close fast. I don't think at this point you have time. To let Trey Lance work out the case. if Purdy is just Jimmy G plus, where you, it's like you go into Madden and you just up his speed a couple of things and the escapability, I think you just have to roll with that. I think that he has. We'll see about this next Sunday with the Eagles game, but I, he puts them in a chance to win. He didn't. He doesn't make mistakes. He didn't make any mistakes in the Cowboys game. He didn't make any mistakes in the Seattle game. Sure, it's not always the prettiest ball and he might miss wires stuff like that, but it's like he does what you need him to do. And I think with a team like the 49ers, if this was, you know, somebody like the Jets or, or like Chicago or teams that aren't like there aren't in the NFC championship game every year, you have time to find out about Trey Lance. But this Niners team is so good. You have to. You just have to go for it. I don't think you can give Trey Lance that time, unfortunately. I think he's, from all accounts, he's a good guy. I think he could be a really good player, but at the same time, I just don't think you have that time. All right, so that was it for the first episode of Commissioner Corner. Hopefully, you guys made it this far. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening, if you did. Um, And again... Not sure exactly where this is going to be. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, TikTok, wherever you find me, please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much. Um, Hopefully I have another one coming out this week. So stay tuned. Have a great one. Bye.